3: Now that we're here, right, we finally got it. We finally made it to the spot, very exclusive. And this is a very exclusive establishment, the Underappreciated Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm here to explain to you my guests. I'm finally going to show you my guests. If if you can see where I'm at right now, you might have an idea, but you have no idea. Survey says, bringing out my brother, my close friend, Jeff Hamilton, legendary jacket designer, product pusher, culture pusher. My brother, my twin. My brother. Yes, sir. Great to be here with you. So look, the whole world wants to know one thing. How are you able to push P this long? Pushing P as in product, premium leather, premium everything, your whole lifestyle.
4: It's just, uh, it's very simple. It's just passion, you know, like I'm pushing passion. <laughs> pushing passion. Uh, that's I like P, that. The P is for passion. So it's like... I, at this stage of the game, I've been doing it for so long that I'm. There's no. The motivation is, is part of my way of life. I just want to be out there. I want to. It's not even a hustle. It's just blessed to be able to, to have the universe or God allow me to do things that I love to do and, and, uh, and just being part of the culture and try to, to, to create more and, and try to always be better and better as I can, if okay. I can.
3: Well, people have no idea how part of the coach you are. We're going to get to that, but you know, let's let's, uh, let's let the world know for the viewers that are watching right now and the people that are listening, where you come from, like, where's your background? Where, like,
4: where do you come from? I, I was born in Morocco, North Africa, and when I was 10 years old, I moved to France um, and just, you know, went through my studies, you know, math and physics and graduated, uh, married when I was 19 years old and. Just had always the American dream, loved everything about America, and when I was 24, I moved to America. Just moved with a wife and two kids, and uh, six thousand dollars at the time. Wow! And that was 1980, and just didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea what I was going to do. And look
3: how it turns I, out. Six thousand dollars, you turn it into millions.
4: <laughs> I just had no idea what what what. Uh, you know, I loved, I loved fashion, but I didn't have any experience at all in fashion. Never designed a thing in my life. I thought I had good taste. I mean, I thought I had, you know, I was, I was doing a little art here and there for myself, you know, never. And uh, one thing led to the other. When I moved in, I was looking for a job, couldn't find it. And I basically started hustling, kind of, for lack of a better word, like meaning working hard, not, the hustle not illegal is key. stuff, but buying from a store, selling from a store. And- Have uh, you ever interned for anybody? No, I never worked for anybody in my life. No. Wow. So, uh, so what I did was and, and I always st- tried to stay true to that, not to work for anybody, just to keep always that identity that I had mm-hmm. and the, the independence. So um, so I started buying and selling from store to store and I started making a living you know, right. to support my family. Very humble living. And then I ran into some French people at the time, which we became very close friends at the time and they just had started a new company uh, and that company was guest jeans wow so they started the company and so you was doing denim before leather. no i was not doing that no, no. so so before i even so when i met those people i basically we start talking they want me to work for them and like i said i never worked for anybody and i knew the concept of licensing so i asked them to give me the rights to do the menswear right so i started the menswear in 1983 and without having any idea of designing anything. I didn't even know you needed to create a pattern to create a piece of clothing. So I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know anything about watches and washes or, or fits or anything like that. And and I basically I learned on, on the go. That's incredible. Even management of business, I didn't know anything, just learn on the go. And, and that's why I made so many great successes and so many errors in my life.
3: Yeah, but you, you've and done it. You've done it for multiple eras before people were born, you know, and, you know, an underappreciated podcast. I, I believe you're underappreciated because people try to put you in a the box. They talk about sports and athletes and stuff like that, but they have no idea you've done rock and roll. You've done everything presidents and we'll show them the president yeah. jacket in a little bit. But yeah,
4: so that that's so basically that's where when when I got started. And I start getting really my love for fashion. That's really you know when I moved to America, I really in my thought I was dreaming to be in a fashion business. I wanted, I was dreaming to be in the jean business. And everybody said you're crazy. You're gonna sell jeans to Americans. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know how can you sell like you're French and you sell jeans to Americans? They said, well, I have different ideas of doing certain things, and and it was the right uh, time and the right platform. And obviously, I mean, starting I started with. Uh, you know, $22,000 in 1983 at the time. When I started gas, within two years, I was doing $75 million a year.
3: You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? He's doing $75 million a year. I'm talking about 1984,
4: 1985. Just imagine with that. different money. That's billions, that's
3: billions now. (laughs) Like, I just had to talk to y'all directly about that, because that's kind of (laughs) crazy. Like, what would you do with that type of money, like? Like what was you doing during that time with that type of money?
4: I was just listen. I was I was twenty six years old, 25, 26 years old. I mean, I, th- I thought that was uh, I thought that was like a, some kind of God or something that I was able to make such a miracle. And and I started buying my own BS as well, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I was going in and you know uh, going to to Rolls Royce, and I was the first one of the first one to have the platinum card at the time, you know american express and i would just go in and put the platinum card on the desk and say i want to buy that car i have 10 minutes if you don't tell me i walk away and then we buy cars and then two days later i was going by a porsche the same way that's crazy But I was buying my own bs at the time i was like an that's egomaniac that's what happens when you're king leo king leo yeah, yeah. Was with so was, i was know, a leo, leo like vibes. i'm, we, we I'm a true first. leo i mean like nine plus leo so i'm like i really was living <laughs> the leo life which is you know hopefully i I still have an ego, but hopefully I, 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 I'd I like to think that I have it under control right now. Right. Well, man, look, you look great, man. You're keeping it together. You've been
3: here before I was born, well before I was born. You made millions well before I was born. You know what I'm saying? And I grew up in hip hop, you know what I mean? Coming up with my uncle being one of the pioneers of hip hop. So it's only right that we start talking about the hip hop influence you had in the game. And we could start out with the Martin jacket, because this right here, this jacket right here, come on. Let's talk about Martin Lawrence, and yeah, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Like Martin Lawrence, right? Yeah. Martin <laughs> Lawrence. Yeah.
4: And you know, it happened to be his, uh, the 30 years anniversary of, of when they launched the show in 1991, 1992, like July, 1992. So uh, actually this month is the anniversary of 30 years. And uh, so actually I'm, I'm, I'm working on, right now I'm designing 30 jackets for, for Martin to give, that he's giving wow. away to all the top celebrities, one-of-one one, uh, custom jackets, which should be done by the end of the month. So. so you heard it here first. You heard it here first, you know what I'm saying? You get the exclusive. But you before get, that, I, I did, you know, LL Cool J. Like, you know, I mean, I was looking at, the other day by accident, Easy to go, LL. and I'll you know, like, Mama knocked you out, You're like, like, I mean, and I found the picture and I realized, you know, and, and I realized, like, one time I was, I think it was 95 or 96, you know, maybe maybe 98, I don't know, something like that, and and I was at the airport, we we're coming for an NBA All-Star game, and, and we start talking, and we've always been friendly, but, you know, not buddies, but he said, you know, you know how much we represent to the culture? And that's the first first time that I heard the word culture at the time. And I said, I mean, I, I don't know what the <laughs> F is he talking about. It's what I do? I make jackets. That's all it is. You know, because, no, you know, we it's part of our us growing up and doing all that stuff with the jackets mm-hmm. and the eight the ball NBA jackets and the, whole and the nba jacket the eight ball was not me with somebody else but yeah. you know like like mostly the nba ones and but you had 91 i mean '91 was already like the michael jordan championship jackets right. and and the raiders jackets and and the white sock jackets and the ice cube and andre and nwa wearing my stuff and Sheesh. And and Biggie and Diddy and all those guys like way back then, you know, so they were wearing my stuff. Um, And it's just like for me, I mean, it's really today it's kind of an accumulation after in fast forward to 2020, it's an accumulation. I never looked at it that I was building something and I I was building some kind of a legacy, you know, which is the biggest compliment that I, I ever get It's just like. I kept on doing things I loved all the time and trying to up my game as much as I could. Every time trying to come up with the idea and always try to be in touch and never take, like I always say, take nothing for granted and, granted. and, and I appreciate every moment and every experience I ever had in my life. Right. Well, when it comes to this hip hop and all of that,
3: hip hop is, you know, athletes want to be rappers rappers want to be athletes, you know what I'm saying? And there's nobody greater than a lot of the greats that we look at, you know, but I just had to bring this out because this right here
4: is the logo, man. Jerry West, man. And he's still here living to this day. This is very rare. right here. I was at his house like he's 85 years old. And um, and I told him a story that when I when I grew up in Paris, Mm -hmm. I had a poster of him in, in my room. I had a poster of him, Will Chamberlain and Lou Alcindor. Wow. Uh, Kareem, before he changed his name to Kareem. So I said, you know, for me, I grew up like not knowing what the Lakers were, mm-hmm. but I loved the Lakers because it was Los Angeles in my dream. I dreamt of Los Angeles. Never had seen a basketball game, a pro basketball game in my life on TV or, I mean, we didn't have YouTube. We didn't <laughs> have Instagram. We didn't have anything like that. So You didn't even have uh, cameras uh, like that. You could just and I, and, I think and, I, and I grew up. I mean, I think the first time I got, I mean, I had a black and white TV till I was 18 years old, so I mean, I don't, you know, so he, and it was only two channels in France, so it right. was not like that the whole thing that- Oh, that so you guys had... didn't get American TV? Like, it wasn't- I didn't know anything. TV. I mean, I know I knew I knew some of the shows, like yeah. uh, at the time, like Get Smart or Peyton Place or things like that, but I really didn't know anything about, Bonanza or Bonanza, things like that, but I really didn't know anything about American TV, or, or the culture of, of so the in reality, TV you're just
3: saying you're a creative genius. You was able to move these things out of your mind and just bring them to
4: reality. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying I was happy. No, <laughs> I'm not. No, you know, you, you're gonna try to get me, my ego, to fall into it. No, no, I was not. But I loved it. I mean, I loved basketball, and I, and because of that, I stopped because I loved America. I, since I was a kid, I always mm-hmm. loved everything in America. So I listened to all the music and the rock and roll, and and I liked the culture, and I even you know, just, my name was Jeff, you know? I mean, my real name was not Jeff when I was born. My real right. name was Joseph. But I wanted people to think that I had an American. So I changed my, I mean, I basically, everybody started calling me Jeff when I was 15 years old. Because, you know, at the time, I wanted to, you know, I would go meet the girls and say, I was telling them, I'm Jeff, my, my family is from, the only, the only thing I knew how to say in English was Houston. You know, I didn't speak a lick of English. <laughs> Even when I moved to America, I didn't speak very little English. But I love to say the word Houston. So my family is from Houston, so I say I'm from Houston. I, I would say it like in French, and they would just be like, Oh, yeah, well, he's like American, right? Well, American. He's so in Texas so I, I, I would call all my family that lived here. Yeah, I, I needed. I used to get all those college, uh, you know, T-shirts with all the logos. I love that stuff. You know, all the American culture.
3: Mm-hmm. So you knew that and eventually in the future that you was going to be one
4: yeah, of the Yeah, I, just, I, I wanted to, to live the American dream for me was to come to America. Mm-hmm. And I'm just very happy I did. Well, I'm happy that you did because if not, we wouldn't
3: have all this fashion that we need day to day because it's very important to have this
4: stuff. If, if you don't
3: have this so the, stuff. So,
4: so to go back to that jacket, you know, I, you know, I wasn't the, 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 that was like cross Jerry West one. Oh, oh, Jerry. The Jerry West, you know, mm-hmm. so actually I, Luckily enough, I was uh, commissioned to do the 75 Greatest Players jackets this year mm-hmm. in 2022. But but I also was commissioned to do the 1997 50 Greatest Players. So I was lucky to. Uh, we well, did the 50 and the 75, by
3: the yeah. way. You know, and, I mean, and I'm planning that's to do that.
4: And I'm planning to do the 100th anniversary. In, 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 I'll be 91 by then, but I'm I'll gonna still be I'll be there today.
3: with him eat, no matter what, even if he's.
4: <laughs> no, they're and I they won't be. Won't don't be worry it. about it. But uh, I, uh, so actually I, I went to see uh, Jerry West at his house and it was so so amazing just to be in his presence and being at his house and with a childhood hero of mine. So one of the things that I've always said, you know, and I, and I repeat myself is I, as blessed as I am to do the things that I love and making a living doing it is I still have that little bone inside of me that I'm, I still feel like a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, when I meet any kind of celebrity, I'm still excited. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a 20 year old rapper Mm -hmm. or an 85 year old basketball player. Right. You know, for me, I always had that excitement that uh, that is very special. And by me doing that, you know, I mean, when I look at how many people I went through my life, I always had this special excitement and that I'm still kind of like a little groupie when it comes down to to simple things, even yeah. like like a couple of weeks ago, I was in Vegas for the summer leagues, and, and I was That's with some, some I was some rookies, you know, and I'm still excited about that. Just like I, know, I was take, out there with them. I want to get the pictures, I want to do the stuff, I want to memorialize those moments because it's it's very special for me. Everybody. Everybody we got to meet up with. we got to meet up with the champ. Shout out to Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, we of course. To meet it's, up with the champ. And, and you know, it's funny you know, enough, like a friend could, of mine you know, say, a friend of mine didn't know that I have a relationship with him. Yeah, like, what did he like, tell you? What did he, he, <laughs> he say? They said, yo, uh, 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 champ, champ, I want you to meet my friend Jeff Hamilton. And he said, what the fuck? <laughs> he said, I know him for
3: 27 years. I know him for 27 <laughs> He wasn't even born when I met this man. You know what I mean? He said, I've been wearing Jeff Hamilton's before you was born.
4: I said, dang, just, And it's nothing but love, you know, like, the idea is, you we run a business, we always want to make money. This is like, we're in, we in America, we're in a capitalist country, and we mm-hmm. want to make money. Right. And, and I think it's so beautiful just to be ambitious and, and be successful. But at this stage of, of my life, you know, uh, it is very important, mm-hmm. but it's not only, it's one of the priorities, but there's a lot of other priorities. The other priorities is, are like, knowing that i can go out and do something that i love i wake up every morning i'm blessed to be able to come and design i come up with 20 30 designs a day some of them i don't even use them but i keep on doing doing I non-stop trying to become prolific seven days a week i mean my phone rings at two o'clock in the morning i answer it i mean i'm i'm 24 7 on you know uh-huh. and uh and the third thing that i have which i never realized once i once i came back and, and back into the business is that you know, I'm
5: this show is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game Presents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash Game Presents.
2: It's
4: an element that, that's just so beautiful. It's very pretentious, mm-hmm. and, but very humbling also. Right. It's the fact that I'm building a legacy. You know, like when I'm not around, maybe my jackets or my history will be around. Yeah. So those it things, I, it's just, uh, it's amazing. It's because you, you, it's like you're building something mm-hmm. with that ever seen the result of it. Right. So it's kind of like, actually I wrote, a, I actually wrote, I wrote a, some, some kind of quote and, and, I, and I used it for one of the jackets that I did for, I created a new jacket homage to, uh, to Virgil. And Recipe's I didn't put Virgil, the name Virgil. I put, Virgil, I put a long-leave V on, on the jacket, but I, I put legacy is planting seeds into a field without expectation to ever see the flowers fully bloom. That's so, a beautiful quote, my brother. So I put that on a jacket, yeah. and, and that's exactly how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like when you build, when when you raise kids, you want to do the best. You want to do the best thing to them. You know, you're not gonna see them them you being get, you get
3: to see part of it you get you actually got to see part of it when you see like since we were talking about jerry west and the lakers we get to see a part of it like we could talk about kobe bryant and how you got to see him at the beginning of his career right. to when he won his won his first championship as well know, as lebron rest in peace as well as lebron as well
4: bryant. as michael i mean i met michael I, I met michael in 1986 it was after a year in the nba so it's not like you know. I mean, it was a kid. You met him when he had the small gold chains on. <laughs> <laughs> you met
3: him when he had the small gold chains on, and that's crazy. <laughs> the hearing. yeah, that's legendary, Michael Jordan. Like, yes. can you tell us? I, when, when we do on my show, I wanna I wanna be able to talk about things that stories people that have never get they never heard them before. You know what I'm saying? You've done many interviews over the years, and people getting the chance to talk to you. But you know, when they when they talking with me, it's a different type of access. So let's talk about that time when. um, you gave Kobe that jacket, his first championship. How was that, and where was he?
4: The first championship was uh, was in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, when they that was against uh, the 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 Pacers. Mm-hmm. So it, it was it was something kind of natural. I mean, you know that like, you know, Michael set up the tone. You know, like you know, the, knowing that he wanted the jacket after the championship, mm-hmm. because it's kind of like instant gratification. Right. You know, a ring, you win a championship, you have to wait for the ring four months before the beginning of the next season. The jacket, you put it on, you get that persona that you are the champion and you right, right away get that, that. So I started like a, with Michael, I started with 91 actually, I started like with the first championship, 91, 92, 93, and then, then went on 98. 96 is really when everything started taking off a little bit more.
3: This is the first
4: one? Um, that's, uh, no, that's the other, uh, I don't, it's in the back, like, that's a 97, this one. 97, I think.
3: yeah, so he's, yeah. That's Mike a 97,
4: remember when you won the patent shoes? Mike won that mini. when he won the patent yep. shoes. Yeah. The patent LSUs. And then it was a 72 and 10, you know, so, so that was it, and the 98, that's where really, basically everything just took off. Uh, and so Mike, when, when Kobe in 2000, in 2000 won the championship, mm-hmm. and I was right there waiting on, on in, 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 in the locker room with him, like right away he grabbed the jacket put it on he was a champion shaq wore the jacket and i mean all those videos how was champagne flying how was
3: the energy? How was energy like how like what was I the mean,
4: conversation what was the there was the no conversation emotions? they were screaming they were <laughs> happy in the championship. imagine <laughs> yeah. like a 2000 he was you know like he was like a 21 years old mm-hmm. 20 years old 21 years old like mm-hmm. one of the first youngest guy to win a championship and he was so excited and just like so amazing even Shaq was the MVP of all the, the the things during those years. I mean, but but imagine Shaq at his prime and Kobe at his prime, and I have you know all the pictures with them in the locker rooms, right. and it was was an amazing experience. And listen, being in LA and and me sitting on the court for many years, and being friends with Jerry Buss for all those years, and winning the championship, I had seen I've, I had seen Magic win five championship, mm-hmm. you know, since I was in America. But uh, seeing Kobe and Shaq was such a amazing duo and being in the court and knowing the players and being friends with uh, Robert Ory and and, and and Phil Jackson, you know, like being...
3: How is Phil? Phil so a cool guy?
4: Phil is, Phil is a very cool guy. He's yeah. a very reserved guy. He's not like the guy that's going to go and give you high fives. Yeah. But a very, very smart man, very reserved, but very classy. I mean, he's by far, there's nobody that will ever, ever get closer to him. Uh, as a champion, I don't, I mean, no disrespect to, to uh, uh, Red Hourback or anything like that. Red Hourback mm-hmm. won also ten championship. But, you know, you're talking about a different era. I mean, the players were fantastic, but there was only eight teams in the NBA. Right. There was no salary cap. And he there was only like four foot, seven footers in the league. So, and, and basically, the more money you had, the, more, the better team you had. When you have to deal with a, with a team where... Where everything is based on salary cap and you have to control, it. and if, that's why you have that beautiful parity in, in the NBA. And that's why I think Jerry West, other than being the logo of the league and, and being an amazing Hall of Famer and player, mm-hmm. I think you know, if there was something as a general manager, he would, he'd be by far the, the goat of uh, goats because what he did with building up the teams or bringing uh, 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 magic to the NBA and and, and smelling what what Kobe was going to be able to do and trading him before he he went to Charlotte, you know, for Vladi Divac, who was a, the star of the NBA team. So that, that's where these accomplishments come from. And that's why wow. uh, Jerry what West is, 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 is the greatest of all your, time. Uh,
3: what is your favorite jacket you ever created of all time? Like, what is your favorite piece? You feel like this is like everything to you.
4: I, I think, you know, like, you know, the, my most famous jacket right now, I think is a 2000 one Kobe championship jacket mm-hmm. the one he wore in the locker in, in the shower when he had his head down when he was yeah. like this and and there's a lot of stories about that but really my, my favorite for me my that's most probably like when people say the most iconic jacket that's known of mine uh, that would be the one but really my my favorite one is 1998 uh, repeat the 3 threepeat of Michael Jordan is still six always rings.
3: you're talking about the 6 rings
4: the 6 ring the one the one you have you yeah. have that one so that one is and is gentlemen.
3: see what I'm saying <laughs>
4: <laughs> Straight from him. You heard it from the goat's mouth. No, you have it, and and it's by far my favorite jacket. I don't know why it has a special place in my heart because, you know, me being right there when he was when actually in the photograph too. I'm in the photograph when he made that last shot. I mean, I was like in the photograph. Where's, where's where, in the background of the photograph? Where's Waldo? If you really look in, right. you, you you find me <laughs> one of the little heads like that, you know. And right after How was that, you? you was like this. He, I was the only one because I. No disrespect for the Utah fan, but they were nasty at that time. Yeah. they were nasty. They, you know, like against Michael, they were, you know. And uh, right after the game, I mean, uh, his personal bodyguard or Michael came and got me, got me into the locker room, and it was an amazing scene because Michael first thing he said, "Jeffrey, where's my coats?" <laughs> He's the only one who called me Jeffrey, by the way. Uh, and uh, so I gave him the jacket. He was happy, and I was taking pictures, and then, and I was like. Uh, you're talking to him and stuff, and then suddenly the late uh, amazing broadcaster of ESPN, uh, Stuart Scott, mm-hmm. called me, Jeff, Jeff, come in, we need to interview. I say I'm talking to Michael. He said, Well, either you can talk to Michael, either you can talk about you, Jack, in front of 60 million people. <laughs> I say Okay, <laughs> and now, <laughs> now you convince me. So I went and did an interview with. ESPN. I wish I had that interview, though. I don't know if I, I don't have a copy of that interview, but That's that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Let's see. Hey, and if Stuart anybody Scott, at
3: home could find that interview, I need y'all to find that interview. For but Stuart me. Scott was such
4: an amazing icon, and, you know, he just kind of also broke all the barriers, you know, with like, you know, like uh, as cold as uh, the, the, the other side of the pillow. <laughs> and, and he has so many great expressions. He was just uh, an amazing, amazing human being. And... Truly missed uh, all the time, you know. Yeah, so. rest
3: in peace, man, to the legend. Rest man. in peace for sure. So yeah, so let's let's get let's let's continue to talk about the Kobe uh, jacket and the pose, the infamous pose. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, how did that picture come about? Like, where where was you when when he got the jacket, and how did he get the jacket, and how did that picture even happen?
4: Like, so first, when I designed the jacket in the 2000, I, I used like mostly like a, a yellow jacket with a skyline for the. Second version, I, I just tried to kind of evolve the design, where it also was a different kind of skyline, but I really want to go more purple. Mm-hmm. And we're in Philly, uh, they beat the Sixers. They lost their first game and they la- then they swept the whole four games after that. And, uh, you know, of course, like with the iconic Iverson, which is, you know, like I'm a big fan of uh, and Iverson, of mm-hmm. course, who, who is not. And uh, And we're in the locker room and everybody's celebrating and celebrating and suddenly where's the trophy we cannot find a trophy anywhere so myself i mean i i I was always behind uh, uh, the iconic uh hall of fame photographer andy bernstein yeah and i knew i I wanted to be behind him because i knew he was going to take all the good pictures also (laughs) and in the prior years he always took all the pictures for me and uh so we're looking for him. So I'm following him, and we don't know where Kobe is, and mm-hmm. we don't know where the trophy is. And we walk into the showers, and Kobe is in a corner, holding the trophy, and he's having a moment. It's a very, it seemed very depressed that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I know the uh, the story about him. His I know father, the story, stuff, maybe, like, but I'm not talking about it. But it's mm-hmm. a it was very personal issues he was having, right. you know, and uh, and he was very sad. He was in a very meditative state, and he was kind of holding and hugging a trophy and uh we we're only four people when, when we took that picture there were only three or four people with us in that room when that picture was actually taken wow. including the photographers so you were in the room with i was in the, room. the two photographers the assistant and myself you know i mean andy told me that andy bernstein told me like on some of the pictures actually mm-hmm. when, when 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 you look at the reflection of this you can see me on the reflection like you cannot see me clearly, but you can see my jacket because I was wearing. Every time I went to the locker room, I made one for Shaq and Kobe and, and a couple for of players. Yourself. One for, for and I always made one for me because I, I had that in the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did the same thing with with all the every championship. Always made mine as well. Right. And, and that's uh, why I have some of the exclusives. Sometimes me and Jeff's the same size, by the way. <laughs> so uh, so that's kind of like like was. I didn't realize at the time how iconic that picture was going mm-hmm. to be. Uh and, it turned into after that, I have personal pictures of Kobe and I, and he was, still had that face that he was like, he didn't want to be that kind con- right. of... I mean, the contract between 2000 when he was such a kid and he was like laughing and, and, and champagne and a cigar in his hand. Mm-hmm. And I had pictures with, with Vanessa and him. Vanessa, they were not married. Vanessa was 17 years old. Wow. And and, they were there, and he was 20 years old, 20, 20 years old. So mm-hmm. like they were kids. Yeah. And it was so innocent and so beautiful. And uh,
3: That's crazy. So it was a beautiful moment. So and, you uh, see how from that turning into that, but it ended up turning into a real cultural phenomenon when the, uh, just recently the diplomats battle Jaded Kiss and D-Block, you know what I'm saying? In verses, In verses, yeah. Versus, you know, both Lux, to you Locks versus Dipset, yeah. Yeah, both to you by Swiss Beats and Timbaland, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Legendary, all legends together by any means, but that battle was, was arguably the best battle yeah, in, I know. In, in
4: hip-hop history, like one and, of and the and I'm, battles. And I'm so blessed with sure. that because when they announced uh, that they were going to do the, the verses, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Jones called me and he said, uh, FaceTime me, and I said, you know, uh, you know, we're doing uh, the, the verse I had not heard. They said, we really want you to be uh, with us on stage because you're you're part of our history. And uh, I said, sure, yeah, of course, I'll be there, you know. Right. So I went there, I was on stage, and, I, and of course, listen, I'm, I was friend with DMX. I did mm-hmm. all the DMX stuff, and I'm with Sweets, and I did Eve, and I did The, the Locks, and Kiss, and Jetta Kiss, and all the, the, the guys. Stas you know? P, and, you know. it's uh, P, and, and so so... so I was on, on stage, and, and obviously everybody started rushing on stage. It was everybody, all the buddies, and then suddenly they started clearing everybody out. And the only one that was staying on stage was one of my, my, my brothers, Wadeen, who basically yep. runs like the uncle of Rough Swiss riders. Rough Riders, you know, and he's one of my, my, my good buddies. And uh, he said, You're not going anywhere. Stay with me. Yeah, because everybody saw it at home. So everybody just saw it at home. Saw and your said,
3: smile. They saw your smile from a mile away. And I was, wearing, I was not discreet. Stage. I was
4: wearing a white python leather jacket, like tan, <laughs> with my glasses on, my yeah. whole look. And I said, who, who, who the F is this white dude? Is he the owner of the, the, the Medicine Square Garden? Is the owner of the the, the record company? Or is it the weed plug? But he's it was somebody there, <laughs> no matter what. Because <laughs> it was
3: definitely a gangster habitat. Up there. It, had, yeah. it had a lot of And I was, it was right there.
4: You're like, as, as, as the, the, the show evolved, I mean, I was like... Like, from, yeah, you the know Yonkers. Side, from the deep the deep guy, you know, I was, like, moving a little bit towards, like, the luck side, you know? Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, Yonkers, Yonkers and Harlem, you know, May, they, it's a little, no, little, they little they energy, were, you know what There was not nothing it but love, so, was, so. It was all be, love. Be, before the, before the, the, before the, uh. Did
3: you, did you give Jada that jacket, that DMX jacket prior to prior, that?
4: Yeah, prior, yeah. So, before, before the, the, the show, I was in the locker room mm-hmm. with, with, uh, with, with Joel and, and Jim and, and, uh. And Cam, of course, Cam for me is like probably one of the, the first one to, who really also put me very deep in the culture yeah, by, I mean, by mentioning my name in the song. Yeah, Killer Cam,
3: and, yeah, he definitely
4: mentioned your name. And highlighted And, 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 and so, had it on too for and, you years since the the beginning. Diplomat, you know, I'm Harlem not gonna fly, go too deep in the Diplomat stuff, logo, know. how inspired it was from my personal logo, but it's okay. It's nothing but love, and I yeah, love it. it. But it's, you know, I, I loved, I did so many amazing jackets for them, for the Diplomats, and mm-hmm. and and, I, and to this day, I still love those guys. and. You know if i facetime them they pick up the phone in a second so it's right. not a question so so uh so i went in and and uh obviously swiss and and, and listen rough riders and x and all those guys being mm-hmm. f- from yonkers it you know, I, piece DMX. so we uh we went out and just uh you know i brought the jacket for for him to wear mm-hmm. so so kiss had the jacket. So how he
3: do the celebration post before he even <laughs> how did he do the, the No he post? did it after the fact. He did
4: it after the fact he did it after I the fact like, and I when was he like, came back after he that. Knew, and, and no, I I I just saw it only the next day and everybody started like became viral because he started wearing it and it was, was viral. He was wearing with the shorts and the Timberlands and it was pretty hot, you know? Yeah, real New York. And before that, uh you know, when obviously when X died, I I I went to the funeral mm-hmm. and uh and uh, Swiss, I, mean, I had made that jacket for Swiss. Actually, I made one for Swiss, one for Alicia, and I made somebody for in the X camp. Uh, and uh, and he wore it on the Billboard Music Awards. Uh, Swiss Beats mm-hmm. wore the jacket on on the awards. So that jacket's a beautiful jacket. That's pretty iconic. Uh, iconic moment. Have yeah. you
3: done Have you done any jackets for Dmx in his heyday when he yeah, was really sure, going sure. going crazy? Oh yeah, yeah.
4: We did. Uh, I did all the. You know, and and actually, we are I'm um, re- rebuilding that jacket into a commercial jacket that we're going to be, hopefully launching. Not hopefully, we know we're launching into uh, Amazon Music. We're going to do a, a limited uh, a, a drop of only 100 jackets. Wow! And um, so we're going to make a drop, uh, and obviously with Wadi, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing that. You know, so. Yeah, you know and I'm uh, so we have. did the original one only leather, and we made it for all the whole gang of uh, of of uh, rough riders. You, so you see, there's a hundred jackets coming out, so that really means
3: there's 99 because I'm definitely gonna have one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just be like that. Like, I'm just being honest with you guys. It's my brother right here, man. <laughs> I appreciate you really just coming to chill with me, man, because this is just like this is legendary right here. People don't even know how legendary it is. It's the DNA of fashion and the DNA of hip hop, just you. sitting right here together talking.
4: I really appreciate that. You know, I, like I said, it's all for me, all, all love and passion. That's all. Well, I don't, I don't. It's not, it's not calculated. There's no agenda and everything I do. I do, I, I do the best that I can at all all times, and let's see the results down mm-hmm. the road.
3: Well, the results are speaking for themselves. But uh, this behind me, this beauty behind me, right here. You know who that is, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a
4: little bit about your relationship and friendship with Muhammad um, Ali, man? Like. I, you know, obviously, who, who doesn't love Muhammad Ali? I mean, he's just right. the greatest of all time mm-hmm. by, by definition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was lucky enough just to, to run into a, to a guy, you know, a friend of mine. May rest in peace also, James Anderson, who was... Uh, a bodyguard for michael jackson whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see he,
3: he big talking that's big and that's so i used level. to
4: be all around michael jackson all the concerts and then he introduced me to sugar ray leonard that's my favorite music. artist by
3: the way of all time michael yeah. jackson has this and, one uh, reason why i do everything and I do.
4: actually when i did uh when i own gas and first money I, m- I made i bought a house in beverly hills mm-hmm. but i really could not afford the house so i i rented it out to jermaine jackson in 1984. <laughs> wow and uh, and Jermaine, I mean, I became really good friends with uh, the whole family, with, with uh, you know, um, closer re- mostly with Jermaine and, and Jackie, but, mm-hmm. you know, Randy and Mike. I mean, I met Michael a few times through them. And, and I, in fact, I designed the jacket for the Victory Tour. At what? The time. Yeah. And so uh, even though I was not really yet into the big jacket business yet, but. I designed the jacket. for, I mean, they they had all my jackets for the Victory Tour. I used to have a long time ago. I had all the sketches, the original sketches, but I, with all my 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 mm, my lifetimes in, of moving in different companies, traveling like, and being I don't everywhere in different places. Thing, I, I lost a lot of my, my, my creative designs at, at that time. Michael Jackson jacket but, uh, is insane, though. So so through so that I met like a, a really good friend of mine. James Anderson introduced me to a friend of mine. Uh, his name is uh, Gene Kilroy, which I was with him in, in Las Vegas. He's in the 80s now. And who used to be the chief of staff of Bobby Kennedy when he's running for president before he got ass- assassinated, but he was also the personal manager of. Uh, of Mohammed Ali. Actually, I have some pictures that I can show you. He just gave them to me. I think I showed them to you the other day. Yeah, no, nah, but I need to see that. They, I think Las they need Vegas, to see so that. That's very, very rare. So I'm right going to show you those. But so he, one day he called me and said, you know, Chasen's doesn't exist anymore. In, mm-hmm. But Chasen used to be the establishment in Los Angeles where uh, Ronald Reagan used to have dinner five times a week and every Frank Sinatra, like I'm talking like the OGs of OGs were there. And when I moved to America and I started making some money, I wanted always to go to Chase. And even if I had a drink at a bar and and that's what I think, that's the place when they invented the Cosmopolitan. Nobody knew about the Cosmopolitan, what? the drink and, and, we, and they were serving it there. They had like iconic bartenders and all kind of crazy stuff. So he called me and he said, I want to invite you to uh, Mohammed Ali's uh, birthday. And it was a 50th so 50th birthday. Imagine how, wow. <laughs> how long it was. And I have a picture also of, the, of, 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 the, of when it was his birthday. My, my hair was all the way up to here. I was like, I had a earring. You yeah, know, you was a
3: real rock star during that time. Uh, I, was was really, really I was a rock I was living the
4: star. rock star life at that time. <laughs> Riding Harleys. And, oh, you and, and, was wild. And, and that's why I start, that really when to start making all the crazy jackets. Because then you make the crazy jackets to, uh, to, to sell it, you know. So uh, can, can I see the Muhammad Ali pictures, please, Jill? Yeah, and uh, so, so that's how I met Mohammed Ali, and Mohammed Ali was just su- such a regular guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, such, and I became really good friends with him. So last time I was in Las Vegas, he ended up giving me all those pictures, you know? Wow. That's a picture that my friend personally took himself. That's not a professional picture that he, my friend insane. took it and Mohammed Ali signed. Then... Then everybody... Do y'all in see this right here? Huh?
3: This is Muhammad's autograph.
4: Oh, yeah, and,
0: and, this, Muhammad, and, and this
4: is like... You've never seen this. Then specific. we played with Joe Frazier, who may rest in peace also, was a very, very close friend of mine. In fact, I'm, I'm probably one of the only persons that I know that has a picture with Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier because they hated each other. Wow. And one time in Philly in 2001, uh, at the All-Star Game, they tried to put them together, the NBA, mm-hmm. and they put him together for a but, but he wanted to go, he wanted to, like... He wanted to fight him during that interview? When he met him, he wanted to... He had actually, I'm not going to tell he the whole thing. He actually had
3: real beef. Was like oh, he real had a real funk.
4: beef because he, he insulted him the whole, his whole life. calling him a monkey, call him all kind of crazy stuff, you know, Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. And then when he saw him, even though he was going to come out and be aggressive, Muhammad Ali was already not in good shape. And, uh, and, and he started like going and hugging him mm-hmm. with so much, uh, so much passion that, that he, you know, like, like they met up, you know? So, and I took, I have a picture with both of them together. And uh, so you see like here, so this is my friend, Gene Kerroy. Oh, okay, right that's,
3: there. The, that's, that's the photographer?
4: No, 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 oh, no, that's the manager of Muhammad Ali. Oh, wow. And so that was Joe Frazier. And then when they had the fight that was in Zaire, also when they had like the uh, rumble in the jungle with Woo! George Foreman. Got
3: him with the dip, you never see, look
4: at you got yeah. him with the- George from the rumble in the jungle, him. that's him again. Wow. Like that with George Foreman and- uh, I remember that fight, and that's uh, that's of course. There, I everybody knows the Sonny Liston picture, the most iconic picture of Muhammad Ali. Yeah, for sure. But a different angle of yeah, it. Yeah, I've never seen that. That's this that's angle the same picture. Pi- that's that's that that's angle. The same angle right here on, a, on here, the jacket, but a different angle. you see? But that's like. <coughs> but again, look look who's here, Gene Caroi. Wow. That's my, my dear friend Gene Kiroi. So, I always enjoy being with him. And that, and they me. That's Mike Tyson and and uh, and uh, Muhammad Ali together. So the good thing about Gene Caroi is such a an OG and and I love him to death you know but uh, he's uh, always tells me beautiful stories every time I'm in Vegas I have dinner with him and he tells me stories from from Elvis Presley all the way through all the the gossip that stories that I keep secret but but it's like for my my own personal uh,
3: for your personal archive in your mind in my mind my own personal personal archive
4: and, and I love them
3: Well, now that we on that, we went to boxing. We covering a lot of different things in this time. You know what I'm saying? But I want to get to rock and roll because that's a lot of things that he doesn't talk about. You don't get to talk about rock and roll to a lot of the interviews. They don't even ask you about it. They act like rock and
4: roll doesn't exist. Like right, yeah. And and, and listen, I was very much into rock and roll. I, I loved it. And 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 but like in in the '90s, you know, when when things start coming out crazy. you know, from, from the comedians. I mean, if, I mean, also I had all the comedians wearing my stuff, you know, mm-hmm. like Andrew well, Dice Clay and stuff like that. So, uh, but, you know, it was with the 80s and 90s, so you had the Motley Crue and yeah. the Guns N' Roses and wow. uh, the Poison and all those guys wore my jacket. I mean, I have stories when I was in, you know, again, maybe the hip hop people don't know what Guns and Roses, Roses meant in the 90s, but I was, I was, in, the, I was in the studio with them when when before they, the original four from the Guns N' Roses, when uh, before they fired like like the the drummer and, and 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 they were all like crazy stuff. I mean, you would go to a concert that the concert was superstar start at ten o'clock, would start at one or two o'clock in the morning. Right. It was like real rock and roll lifestyle, you know. I would go to the hardcore to, crazy. I would go to Slash's house and and you know there was a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's and when they destroy hotels and do all of that. All stuff. kind of like crazy vibe, stuff, right? you know. And, but like beautiful memories and beautiful music also i mean so it's like and 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 you know at the time like in the 80s also i mean i was like i was young wealthy i felt good in my skin and and i started designing the jackets for myself and that's kind of people start loving my jacket so when they saw
3: you pull up you wasn't playing no games you were still pulling up like i had the whole drip yeah, yeah. they're like what is this they're yeah. like yo
4: i need this what talk you about like and, how you uh, gonna come
3: and wear all python in my show <laughs>
4: you know, I tried to be conservative, I right. and you and 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 didn't want to overshine you, <laughs> so <laughs> I became to them to them, dressed subtle. Right, Well, so, I mean. So, I, so by me driving the Harleys, I was in the rock, rock and roll lifestyle with mm-hmm. the long hair, earrings, and did you the know
3: Aerosmith? I always wanted that. Yeah, well. of course, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
4: Steven Tyler, Steven Tyler, I met Steven Tyler. I met you know like just all, all those guys like uh, uh, Van Halen and uh, you know just all those guys. You know, we just always we, Mötley Crew, which is a big thing, you know, uh, Poison, uh, Who was your favorite Snake. rock
3: star to work with to create something for them? I mean, I
4: like the favorite. truth, I mean, you know, the most iconic band of the 90s, I mean, for me, I mean, there's no question that the greatest rock and roll band, I'm not talking about, about, about the Beatles because I put them in a league on their own, but really the greatest rock and roll band is is uh, the Rolling Stones, there's no question of that. So so mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was lucky enough also on one day I was in, uh, in the '80s, when I made a lot of money with with gas, I mean, I, I was, I opened a restaurant in 1985 on Merrow's, which was the hottest restaurant in the city. See, I didn't
3: know This This is something he um, dropped. Something he never told me. And personal. I met so he many amazing
4: people there. And uh, one day I was going to New York, so one of the big producers from New York said, "I will well, come. Let's go have dinner." And and, and I say, "Fine," but I, I'm inviting you. So, mm-hmm. so I went to the to uh, to uh, to dinner. And as uh, we sit down in a really tiny little Restaurant in the village. He says, "You know, uh, I hope you don't mind, but a friend of mine is in town, and his mother-in-law came in from England. And is that okay if they join us? If they join us, I said, of course." Sweet. He pulls in Keith, Keith Richard, with his wife and his mother-in-law, and he <laughs> sat down with us at a table. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, my God!" That was probably within maybe 1987, no, no 1988, 1989, and. Uh, and I'm talking to, to Keith Richards, he said, I have two of your jackets, which I had bought in stores. Not not for me directly, you know, but... Uh, oh, he was just purchasing on his own. Yeah, I'm, I'm most of it. That I mean,
3: gave me that same vibe when we went to Craig's and then he was like, yeah, there goes my friend Elton John. I'm like, Elton John, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> we went to link with Benny the Butcher. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That was I love these memories, man. Yeah. That's crazy, iconic memories. Like, and and
4: like I said, every time, every, you know, like it's... It, I promise you, it's not about bragging or anything when I throw uh-huh. out all those names. Uh-huh. It's just like pure, like you said, like pushing P, you know, yeah. it's like my passion. It's um, for me, P means passion and and being blessed to be able to be uh, humble, to be around right. all those big people, because it's just a blessing for and me passion, to be to be uh, really living playing. the light, a dream of, of a kid, you know, that when i grew up in 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 paris or in morocco when i was you know i never dreamt that i was going to be with muhammad ali that muhammad Ali was going to come and hang with me in my office or 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 being best buddies with with mike tyson or or actually uh, you know i'm supposed to have lunch with michael jordan in a couple of weeks you know i mean things like that to me i mean it's just like Dreams for me, you know.
3: Yeah, but it's just your peers, though. At this point, when you've been around, hanging around with I, I, them for I, I, ten decades, you know, decades. I still don't
4: feel like they're my peers, yeah. but I still feel like it's such a special blessing for me just to do that. You know, I was actually I was in Paris about two weeks ago for, for Fashion Week, and mm-hmm. and and and, I, and of course I, I became very close friends with Michael's kids. Mm-hmm. Michael's kids, I've known them since they're two years old. Actually, and I, I knew Michael before he was actually married, so I know his wife Juanita, you know his ex-wife and his kids so the kids grew up having my jacket when two years old i used to make like mini jackets for them you know for them to have it and uh and so when they you had my whole life so the, when you look at those the, those jackets um when you look at all the, the 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 dream team or the like 98 championship you know whatever it is you mm-hmm. you see that the, the kids wearing the jackets and the the, the babies that wearing my jackets. so actually i became friends with them i ran to uh at the Louis Vuitton event, I, went, I, I, I ran into Marcus, and, and I said, "Let's just work on a couple of projects." And you know, and uh, he's from Orlando. Right. I went to the opening of his store trophy room, and they said, "Well." It's a beautiful store. I said, I've "Well, next time I'm in Miami, which I go a lot to Miami," he said, "Just do not you come over?" And uh, I mean, I'll come over. I'll come up to Orlando and mm-hmm. spend the day with you, so we can hang, and maybe we can see if we can do some projects together. I said, "Why don't, why don't, why don't instead of doing that, why don't we?" Why don't we go to uh, Palm Beach and we have lunch with my dad? I say, well, that sounds even better. So, yeah, even so better. I'm, I'm scheduling that probably for the next uh, ten you days. You see, or they two knew weeks. me. You see, they knew me out there. They knew me they out, knew there in you there. They knew out there. Then you're there. you're there. Yeah, no question. Everybody knows the uh, Flash. I, I, I'm in the street in New York. People stop to me and say, well, you know, you're Jeff Hamilton. I say, yeah. Oh my God, like you know, love what you're doing. I mean, you, you, your buddies, you, my friend, Flash. I say, okay.
3: Hey. <laughs> You see what I'm saying, and you know your boy. I be outside a little bit. You feel me? So uh, now that we, you know, we covered a lot of different things. uh, Can we talk about um, something? Give me some exclusive information that uh, no one, no one knows that you're about to do. There's some things that you got going on. Can we give me give me a little sneak
4: peek of some some of the stuff I can tell you. Some of the stuff I cannot tell you. I mean, unfortunately, the good stuff I cannot tell you because we we have some NDAs and we want to make sure that when we do the drops, it's all, all done correctly. But the only thing I can tell you there, you can think about the biggest band brands out there. We are blessed to be able to collaborate with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing some collaboration with some, uh, Italian brands right. also without name, mentioning names, which I'm very excited. In fact, I'm going to Italy on September 15 to kind of close those deals. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we just finished the, the, the second, uh, very successful uh, drop with OVO. Wow! Uh, we did the weekend. Shout out to Drake,
3: shout out to all my boys over there. Yeah, yeah. TV Gucci, <laughs> TV Gucci, out to my of brother.
4: course, yeah, our buddy. And uh, we are, uh, we did an amazing uh, weekend uh, collaboration uh, for Super Bowl last year. I mean, we got, we're, we right we're about, to, we're about to do it, and we're about to do another one. Uh, I can see it, you know, if you guys haven't seen it. You know, I, I was, I was with them uh, actually. Uh, by the way, everybody should go and see that concert. I went to the concert on last... How was that? I
3: didn't get to see that all.
4: Oh, oh, it just, just came out. I went to uh, MetLife Stadium, 60,000 people. It was like so amazing. And, and I have to tell you, I mean, the people from EXO and, and the management and all those guys, I, are the greatest people? Yeah, you I mean, introduced
3: me. You introduced me. They're just
4: such that. sweet people, so so real people. I mean, how can you have like people like that? You know, I mean that that they invite me to the to concert. They, they have me VIP. I'm in backstage. I'm all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And at one o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning, I get a message from Sal telling me thank you, my brother, for coming and pulling, for pulling after the show. I appreciate you coming to the show. I say, well, wow. I mean, I, I'm i thanking you for me allowing me right. to be part of it and you're treating me like a king. And then you call me to thank me for me to come. So, so it's beyond, those people are beyond, they have so much class. And and, and so I'm, I'm blessed also to be able to work on a new project, hopefully with them going forward. And uh, and a lot of other great we probably have a, probably a, a dozen <laughs> drops coming up this major, year. Major, major stuff, you know, which we're happy and like
3: really major. Like. And we
4: doing. A, we have a big program with Amazon Music also that's going to be. Uh, we basically whatever I've done and accomplished in sports, uh, I'm trying to do in the music world. Where, the idea is that every month we're dropping one one new art like you know. So we did mm-hmm. a we did the Juice World, the first one. Mm, you know, hopefully we, we, we're world. doing DMF, Rough Riders mm-hmm. and, and some other ones. You know? And the big, big, big thing for us is also that we closed the deal with the NFL right. and with NHL. So we are working on already going forward to the mm-hmm. next Super Bowl, the next All-Star Game. And, and uh, just trying to, to keep up whatever we've done with the NBA over the years and continue with the NFL and the, the NHL and, and some of the other uh, properties that we are blessed to be able to work with
3: oh you see he kept it p He kept
4: the p the whole
3: time you know saying as in player you kept the player because you know there's a lot of exclusive stuff i know i'm just gonna tell you all i know but i can't say because there's ndas in, in play but you know it is what it is but y'all gonna see because it's my twin view my brother everywhere yeah. so uh let's let's uh let's conclude it with, with what's your best advice that you could give somebody in in fashion and designing and
4: anything like that well, uh, I think that I think like w- one of the things that I'd like to talk about is is the fact that uh, you know like I always tell people I mean and to get to 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 my advice is that you have to build up your identity you have to be yourself you have to be unique in everything that you do you cannot be a knockoff of anybody else right. so to the extent I always try to create my own lane and be my own lane. I've been consistent in my own lane for 35 years. So that's the reason why Can I, I stayed through, through the good deadlock. times through good times and bad times. I, I, I stayed true to myself. Mm-hmm. So the idea, like, when I design a jacket, like I always say, and I repeat myself all the time, I, I don't design a jacket because, you know, by a quote-unquote, Jeff, and I'm not, I don't like to talk about like on the third person third person but I'm as a brand I don't I don't you don't buy one of my jackets because you, you're cold right you know and and of course you can You know we
3: wear jackets at 200 degrees don't yeah, wear, we was yeah I
4: mean I was in New York I mean I, I mean I was wearing time, the jacket like but, but the, life, the, the, Vegas the Vegas idea is every day. it's, it's you are buying an attitude you buying a you buying a, a personality uh, and and like again and at the risk of sounding pretentious you don't buy a Rolex to know what time it is right so but you make a statement it's something that you want to have so to that extent i really want to make sure because i don't want there's so many people try to knock me off so many trying people to try to write my 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 hotel so one of the things that for the since 1991 me being an artist i try to as a visual artist i try to create something that my jacket that kind of like when pe- people used to come to me and say, they, they never said well, I own three of your jackets. People said, I own three of your pieces mm-hmm. and pieces are referred to pieces of art. Right. So I, I kind of like try to project my jackets as, as art. Mm-hmm. So to the extent I start signing every single jacket that I start creating a story on the inside of every jacket, like mm-hmm. the one you have Personalized. Uh, I, 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 and, and I package them in a certain way. And lately, since I started doing the 75 greatest players, I actually create a piece of art. Um, Gilles, can you show me any kind of piece of art that you have? There's one, the Jerry West that's on my desk, actually. I love the exclusive drawings. So you see, so... Thank you, Gilles. So you see, like, when I create that jacket like that... Mm-hmm. So what I do is, I create a piece of art to go with it. Instead oh, yeah. of giving them a computer card, I create an actual illustration. And each, each illustration is all hand-painted by me. There's my seal, there's my signature, and this one actually signed by Jerry West as well. So, so, when somebody gets something they really get beyond just a simple jacket, they're gonna mm-hmm. be wearing it. So, it's gonna be, a, it's a real story, and, and I want people to feel very special. When they get the jacket, they feel like it's special. It's something, it's a memento that they might wanna keep. They're not gonna wanna sell it. They right. wanna keep it for them, for, for their kids, or, and interesting enough, when I they did 75, it's a trophy trophy. when people go to 75 people told me they love that or they compliment me on that they compliment me on on the packaging Mm -hmm. so so advice is in recap I mean I'm sorry I go on a tangent sometimes but the advice is is is, is really going being unique Mm -hmm. create your own lane and and of course be inspired by everybody else you have to be inspired because it's like the culture is about knowing what's out there and try to push it to the next level correct the second second Advice is work hard. There's no other story. There's no secret into happiness and success by working hard. You have to work smart. Also, that's another piece of advice. Uh, never procrastinate. Don't put something for tomorrow that you can do today. Because if you are a believer, if you believe in the universe, or believe in God, it's pretentious to think that, uh, you're going to be here tomorrow. Right. Well, you know, you might not be never here tomorrow, know. so do that. And, uh, and something that I really don't like is, and I I peop- always t- tell people, don't never feel entitled. Be blessed with everything that, that you have. Everything that you have is a blessing. And appreciate every moment. And be very appreciative of everything that you get. And The good and the bad. When you have a failure, embrace a failure. And just be... In, because it's a lesson that you're learning that, that basically the universe is giving you in order for you to make yourself better. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, that's beautiful, man. You, you covered everything, man. You did everything. This, this is my real brother right here, man. And I just want to let you know, on behalf of the Underappreciated Podcast, you are appreciated, my mm-hmm. brother.
4: <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Love you, man. I love you too, brother.
3: So, you know, we had to come see some exclusive... Uh, Exclusive vibes real quick. I'm gonna let him speak for himself. This way he yeah, is the president just, yeah. of the United States, you know, Bill Clinton.
4: <laughs> That's a decade I did for him in 1997 and he wrote me a beautiful letter and, and it was just a great experience. Again, like, like being, being a being an immigrant and, and sitting on at a table for dinner with him and being with him and just having the honor to talk to him and just uh, it was such a blessing also. So I'm, very appreciative of it you know very appreciative of it you see signed it and so i made a jacket for him a jacket for myself and he signed my jacket on that's the black hair jeff by the way yeah yeah you didn't see you never yeah, seen I, black I, hair jeff it's very you know, rare i used to dye, i used to dye my hair black before so I'm not just kidding <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's the natural You I'm saying? you're getting the natural maybe a little younger, maybe. you feel me and then as you can see this is what we was already talking about that's the infamous kovi photograph that Jeff was also yeah. in that room
4: in the bathroom when he took that. This a jacket, uh, a shoe that we I designed with a uh, Converse, as well. So a lot so of a lot of, a lot of
3: exclusive stuff that you get to see behind the scenes. Little, another Kobe vibe right there that you didn't even know. Just there's stuff everywhere. Yeah, right?
4: 2002 championship.
3: And I will show that you the very exclusive, the very exclusive card right here that we did at uh, the NBA 2K party. Uh, it's a very rare Flash Hamilton card, as you can see. And it's autographed by Flash Garments. <laughs> wow, very rare. You ain't gonna have one of these. Only Jeff. And I just wanted to show this because this is very yeah, impressive right jacket,
4: here. One of the first jackets that designed it around 1985.
3: 1985, you one might of the transition first
4: jackets. between Gas and, uh, and Jeff Hamilton. See that? And somebody just approached me and said, you know, I found this jacket, you know, and uh, I want you to have it. And said it very to me. And, and you gave up. you your own jacket, back. Yeah. Actually, today I just got another jacket I made 1988, 87. Uh, somebody came and they, they have it in the Philippines. And they showed me the jacket and I said, oh, I love that jacket. I said, well, we're going to bring it back to you.
3: You know, if I fit this, I could, I will be rocking this. I can't fit this from the, 80s, from the 80s. Tuskegee Airman. I have a Tuskegee Airman hat too with it. You know what I'm saying? See, look, we're going outside with it. Like, only only in the underappreciated podcast you'll be able to see some stuff like you this. You see, like,
4: like, those are, like, Bill Walton and Rick Barry, Pablo Escobar jacket.
3: Yeah, look at that. That's beautiful. Bill Walton, baby.
4: And those guys, they came to the office. They come here.
3: Yeah, you see? Actually, Jerry West
4: come. told me he's going to come. He wants to come to the office. Oh, Jerry said he's coming to the yeah, office? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please I let me know awesome. when Jerry's right, here. Yeah. That's yeah, gonna be amazing. To me,
3: like. Hey, see, you see, it is. very exclusive. Shout out to my boy Rave too. He pulled up over me. You know what I'm saying? So, we here, man. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay tuned for the preview of this one. God bless. Thank you, my friend. Have, Have a good night. Day. Call me. Call me.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.